You're listening to episode 37 of Brave and Bossa podcast. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking all about the one mistake that I see most new e-commerce brands making. So let's dive in. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm your podcast host, Christy Sumer, the founder of the seven-figure ethical fashion brand Encircled, host of Brave and Boss, business coach, proud dog mom, and I'm excited that you are here today to listen to this episode. I think this is going to be a really eye-opening one for people, especially if you're new with your e-commerce brand or maybe you're struggling to get some scale and traction in your online store then this episode is definitely for you. And this was really inspired by our Facebook group. So if you haven't joined the Brave and Boss Facebook group, it's totally free. You can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash Brave and Boss. And basically it's a community of, I think almost a hundred founders right now, all e-commerce product-based businesses. And we're just trying to collaborate and help each other to grow. So we have weekly celebration threads, weekly question threads. I do monthly free group coaching for an hour um, every single month on a different topic. Um, And it's a great community because I know that being a founder, one of the things and being a solo founder, one of the most different difficult things is the isolation that comes with that. So finding your community and your network is really important. And just having somebody to bounce ideas off of sometimes can make such a big difference because we all tend to get really into our own heads. So what I'm going to talk about today was really inspired by that group. And I would say most people in that group are kind of, um, uh, I think they have an existing e-commerce business, but maybe they're just starting to scale and have a few employees, but not really at the level where they want to be at yet. Um, But they're getting there. But there's a consistent theme that I see. And this is what I'm calling the one mistake that most e-commerce brands make. And there's something... So this is something that comes across also when I do a lot of coaching. So I often ask people when they come to me and they want to work with me on coaching and ask them if they have a marketing plan and a marketing budget. And usually the answer is no. Um, They just post whatever kind of comes to them. So the one mistake most e-commerce brands make is that they don't have a plan. Now, when you start a business, there's so many things that you have to do to just get an e-commerce store up and running on Shopify or whatever platform you choose. You have to pick your logo, your font, you have to do your brand, you have to get the photos, you have to figure out your supply chain, what you're selling, the pricing, all that stuff. All this is super important. And what happens, I find, is that a lot of people spend time working on all these little aspects of operationalizing the business and then not enough time about marketing strategy and really the point of difference of what makes this brand unique and how you're going to go to market to actually drive sales. So most brands I see come out of the gate. They've got this great website. They put up their Instagram. They start doing some posts and stuff like that. And then they're frustrated because they're not getting enough sales. Well, you can't just get sales by showing up. 
that's just not going to generate revenue. So the one mistake e-commerce brands make, I see is that they just think by being there, by having a website, they're going to get sales. And that is a massive, massive mistake. You know, there are so many e-commerce brands out there we've seen throughout the pandemic that e-commerce has grown massively in importance. And now what we're also seeing is that a lot of um, larger brands are starting to really dial up their presence on e-commerce as well, given that their retail stores have been shut down or in some cases with some brands that we've seen lately, like Mendicino, which is a Toronto-based brand, Frank and Oak, which is a Canadian brand, they're completely pulling out of retail and going back to e-commerce um, wholly. So that adds to the competition for you and your smaller brand in the marketplace. So that means you can't just show up. You can't just like post whatever you feel like posting on Instagram that day and maybe send out a half-assed email and just have your website refreshed with the latest products. You have to have a strategy. It is so, so important. And that is is often like not the fun work right like creating a marketing strategy i mean i think it's fun personally um but it's not fun it's not glamorous because it requires a lot of work and it requires um a lot of failure too so there's a lot of opportunity where you kind of have to just test and learn so one big question i get from people who come to coach with me they're like well which channel should i uh, focus on I'm like, well, you're going to have to try and focus on a few and see and measure where you get traction. And if you start getting traction there, then that's like a clue. Success, they say success leaves clues. So then you want to like double down and work on that. So that idea that, um, you know, you're trying to grow your audience, you're trying to grow your traffic and your revenue uh, without a marketing budget, then you have to really get scrappy really scrappy. If you're not going to do paid ads out of the gate and have somebody help you build your um, customer acquisition audience, and you're not going to do hire a PR firm and maybe not do your own press pitching, then you have to really figure out a unique way to show up on your marketing channels that's going to drive engagement, community, and revenue. And that is not a singular answer. I can't sit here and say that for beauty brands, they need to go you know, network with a bunch of influencers and do an influencer campaign and have them post all on the same day. There is no silver bullet. Anybody who tells you that in the coaching space um, is a liar, quite frankly, um, because there's not just one way to build a business. It completely depends on your audience, on your product, on your market, um, your price point, so many things. Like as an example, um, I would likely never recommend doing paid ads to like a peanut butter company, for example, because the cost of a peanut butter and the jar and the shipping, it would just be so expensive. I would probably recommend, and I don't really do a lot of this kind of stuff, but I would probably recommend wholesale distribution for a company like that. Like they really want to get into doors and stores so that they can distribute the product for them en masse because they're really going to need volume in order to generate uh, a lot of revenue and profit. Whereas like there's definitely an aspect of like when I see clothing brands coming out, um, clothing brands are a great way to, um, they're great for online. Um, Same with like online beauty brands can be really good as well. But you have to have a strategy for how you're different and how you're going to break through. And that has to be on repeat. And that has to be gritty, scrappy and different. 
So you can't just go on Instagram and post a meme and just hope that you're going to get 100 more followers and then those are all going to buy. You have to intentionally set up funnels and content and channels so that they all work together. So what does that mean? (laughs) Well, I wish I had like hours to go through this with you, but this is like some of what I'm going to talk about in my new email marketing course because I'm a huge proponent of email for any brand, no matter what they sell in general. Um, But I think you need to set up some channels and some funnels and see where they take you and measure them. So let's use a hypothetical example that you're selling on your e-commerce store and you've decided that you're going to focus on Instagram and email. Um, Now, one thing, and maybe let's say your blog as well, you really want to deliver some interesting blog content. Now, firstly, I would ask, why have you chosen those channels? So the choice of channels needs to be driven by the fact that a you're comfortable on the channel so you need to be on a channel creating content for a channel or outsourcing if you're not comfortable i guess is an option but most people at this early stage of the business don't have the funds to do that so let's assume that you're making your own content so you have to be comfortable making content on that channel and so as an example if if youtube is a channel where your customer activates a lot and you're not comfortable on video or making videos or you have no idea how to do it and you don't want to learn it then that's not going to be a really great channel for you you have to have that kind of perfect blend that your customers on that channel that you're comfortable creating content on that channel and that that channel is directly tied to your revenue funnel in some way shape or form so let's make the assumption that you've decided that your customer is for sure on instagram and definitely we know that all customers are on email so that's a no-brainer um and that let's say your customer she reads blogs so that would be a great maybe strategy for generating some positive search engine optimization maybe doing some collaborations with brands and creating some content that you can put in emails and also on your Instagram as well. So what you're going to do is really come up with a plan. So let's say with Instagram. So looking at the seven days ahead, the 14 days ahead, what are you posting and why? Mostly why? What is the intent of each of those posts? Is it just to show your product? That's not going to get you anywhere. You really at this stage need to start engaging with your customer and getting them sharing your posts So at this point, this comes all back for me to your mission and your brand vision um, and your core values. So what are you activating upon? So if you check out Encircled Instagram, it's at Encircled underscore. We do a lot of these quote posts where we talk about, you know, the idea of like doing more with less or like ethical fashion, the cost of that. Um, You know, that kind of stuff is really tied to our core values of our brand. You know, if we were posting a meme about um, how leggings are pants, you know, although we believe that, it's not necessarily on brand. Um, You want to create stuff that feels on brand, that's shareable, and that gets a lot of interaction and that people can relate to, that your ideal customer really resonates with. So thinking about that, let's say you run like a, you have like a toy brand for kids. Um, Your your target customer is probably the mom because they're buying it or the dad, um, depending on it. Um, And so you're focusing on Instagram. So what can you do on Instagram to really dial up your toys? Well, you could show your toys and what you sell for sure. But how about you show the toy and how like it could be part of like homeschooling or learning at this time? How about you give five tips for keeping toys clean during the pandemic? How about you um, share, you know, imaginative, imaginative. Oh my God, that's not a word. 
ways your child can be creative and pathways and you know stories how about you write like a short story that they could read or do a video that they could show their child of another child playing with a toy like everything has to be focused on your customer sure you can throw in posts there selling the toy promoting your email list i'm a big fan of that as well but that has to be driven in value as well so it has to be rooted in a sense that you know, this is new here, check it out. Or here's our email list, you'll get a free checklist for uh, creating a, the perfect homeschool environment or something like that. Whatever it is, it has to be directly related back to your customer. And then what you're going to do is you're going to post on this channel, let's say for like 30 days. Um, and we're going to determine what metrics are important in this channel. So if you really think that Instagram's a revenue driver, let's prove it, set up your Google analytics and let's see what it does in 30 days. If you're consistent with posting every single day or twice a day, let's say, or, and you get on stories, let's measure how much traffic are you getting? Is it actually converting this traffic? Um, has your engagement grown on this channel? How many followers have you added? When you start tracking and looking at these metrics, sometimes it's a little shocking at how little is actually happening on some of these channels. Um, let me give you an example. So um, at my brand, we have a pretty big Pinterest following. I think it's about 30,000, 35,000 people. And um, so knowing that, one might be like, wow, that makes a lot of sense um, to spend time there because Pinterest is a great driver of uh, revenue. Pinterest actually is not a great driver of revenue, but Pinterest is a great driver of traffic. So we sought out to automate that channel a little bit more. It still requires somebody to be in there, but we basically have a tool that we use where we schedule posts and it gives us spits out analytics about engagement and how much it's increasing the following and all that kind of stuff and that person spends a few hours a week loading it up with posts and then it automatically reposts and repins and all that good stuff the reason why we didn't have somebody intentionally manually sitting there and posting is because that channel actually doesn't really directly drive revenue however when we look at our email channel it directly drives revenue so we really want to focus on that and delving deep in there so if you really want to um clean up this mistake that most e-commerce brands make is just showing up and thinking you're going to make money. Um, you really have to set metrics for measurement on the channels that you're activating on. If not, there's no way you can possibly know if it's working. And I don't know how else to say this, but this, this tends to escape a lot of people. But if you have nothing you're shooting for, how do you know when you get there? So it's just like picking up and going for a road trip and not having a destination in mind. You're just gonna end up driving around aimlessly and then you'll never really know that you're there, except for maybe when you run out of gas, which we really don't want you to do. Founder burnout is super real. So if you're focusing on a channel right now intently and you're posting on there every single day, like Instagram or Facebook or something, what are the metrics that you're measuring for success? Right now, I want you guys to just take out a piece of paper and write down the three channels you're spending the most time creating content for. Maybe that's your blog, your email, um, maybe it's influencer marketing or PR or Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest or Twitter, whatever it is, write down those three channels. Now, write down the metrics that you're tracking in those channels for success. If you're not tracking metrics today, now is the time to write those down. So as a suggestion, revenue and traffic, I think are pretty good ones. 
uh, for each of them. And you should be able to track those through Google Analytics. So if you don't have that set up, set that up ASAP. Um, if you are doing social media, um, specifically Instagram, I recommend using a planning tool like Planoly or Later because you can track analytics a lot better through that. Um, and so set up like three, four metrics that you can track over the next 30 days. So let's say traffic, revenue, I like conversion rate because that shows how well people from that channel are converting into customers and then maybe one more. So maybe for Instagram, you pick follower growth or engagement or something like that. Um, maybe for email, it's open rate. Um, maybe for Facebook, it's um, post engagement or likes. Maybe for your blog, it's blog post views. And a lot of people are afraid to pick a metric because they're like, how do I set a goal? I don't know what to put. Just pick something. Look at your historical data, pick a goal and make it higher. So let's say your Instagram followers in the last week, you added 100 followers. So let's try next month to add 500 followers. That's a slight increase in your weekly average run rate of followers. And then at the end of 30 days, we're going to look back and see, did you actually add those people? And if you didn't, why not? Is it because your content's not working? Like all of the data you would ever need to know out there is out there. It is there. It is in the Instagram insights. It's in the Facebook. I just really want you guys to take the time to learn this because otherwise, especially when you get into paid marketing, you will literally be throwing money away. And that becomes a much higher stakes game when you have employees and when you have other operational costs like a studio or a factory, etc. So clean up this mistake now and set some clear metrics for the channels you're focusing on. Track those metrics, ideally weekly, um, update your metrics, just make a basic spreadsheet, doesn't have to be anything complicated. Um, track them weekly to see how you're progressing towards your goal and pivot. If you're on Instagram and you're posting every single day and you're seeing your followers aren't going up, there's a problem with the content you're posting or maybe you need to implement a new strategy to get more followers. Maybe you need to do a giveaway. Maybe you need to partner with an influencer. Maybe you need to send out some free product to customers. Don't just expect that people are gonna do the work for you in marketing your brand. You have to actively take steps and execute marketing tactics to make your business a success. All right, so that is the one mistake most e-commerce brands make. I encourage you to take this in, re-listen to this podcast if you need to, um, and join our free Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Brave and Boss, and we will see you over there. Talk to you in a week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.